Yo, 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 man, what's going on? All the kings, the queens, my brothers and sisters, we are back. We out here. Um, let me turn my TV down just a little bit. Um, what's going on, y'all? So today, um, I'll be discussing uh, mainstream media. Um, and this is essentially going to be the plight of the black man part two. So as you know, I did an episode, I think a couple weeks ago, maybe, um, or prior to the end of last year, I did a, a show based on the plight of the black man. And you know how white supremacy uses our women as tools to attack us. But today I'm going to bring a different aspect into it of you know, how they attack black men through the media or, you know, make us the villain and demonize us. So. Um, <clears throat> so today I just want to start with um, the Hall of Fame uh, with baseball and sort of kind of with football. It, it's been in the last couple years. Um. So with baseball, Barry Bonds has been on the ballot, I think, since maybe 2012. And it's been 10 years. I think you only have um, 10 years. It's either 2013 or 2012 or 2013. He retired in 20 in 2007. It's either five or six years. So he retired in um, 2007, I think, September. And he's been on the ballot for either his 10th or 9th year. And he still hasn't gotten in. Now, see, if you want to go all the way back, we're going to go back to 1998 um, with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa when they had their uh, Hall of, uh, not Hall of Fame, but their home run is what I meant to say. Their home run, it was like a marathon to see who can get to 60. They was hitting home runs. It was like a good thing. This was in 98. And I remember this because I was watching it. You know what I'm saying? I used to be somewhat of a baseball fan. I kind of fell off in the last probably like 15, maybe 20 years. But um, it was a great time to be alive at that time in the 90s because you had Jordan. You had this home run race. And it was just a whole bunch of like good things happening in the 90s man whether it was rap you had the lakers coming on in the late 90s like i said we just had got out of the jordan era tim duncan and them came in the league ai and them came in the league the 90s was lit man but i digress so they had a meeting at capitol hill i believe it was around 2007 and they, you know, they're bringing all these people to pass because Balco, which I'll give you a little background on Balco. Um, so Balco, Balco was an American company led by founder and owner Victor Conti. In 2003, journalist Lance Williams and Mark. Fainra Wada investigated the company's role in drug in a drug sports scandal later referred to as the Balco affair. Balco marketed 
the, I don't know how to pronounce it, they call it the clear, a then undetected performance enhancing steroid developed by chemist Patrick Arnold. Conti Balco, Vice President James Valenci, weight trainer Greg Anderson, and coach Remy Kuchemi had supplied a number of high-profile sports stars with the from the United States and Europe with the clear and the human growth hormone for seven years. So basically, Barry Bonds got caught up because Greg Anderson was his weight trainer, you know, so... They talked about Barry Bonds. He was suspected of using steroids, never tested positive anytime they were testing. He, uh, they claimed, oh man, he got bigger. His head got bigger. He got bigger, blah, blah, blah. Never any proof. So Barry Bonds never went in front of Congress. He never went to the town hall meeting or the Congress or, or what is it? Senate Hill, whatever they call it. He never went up there. It was Roger Clemens. It was Miguel Tejada. Uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa went in there. He spoke English good. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, me speak no English good. You know, that, that type of bullshit. But they were all suspected of using steroids. None of them tested positive. But um, what really blew the roof off was um, what's this guy's name? Um, Jose Cinco. He wrote a book. Um, what was his book? What was the name of his book? Mm, let me see. I'm trying to find his book was Juiced, Wild Times, Rampant Roy, Smash Hits, and How Baseball Got Big. Um, so he he wrote a, a story and, you know, wrote a book, put Mark McGuire in there. Mark McGuire said, I did use him. Um, he said, I used steroids to get over an injury, but whatever. But the main point of what I'm saying is, and I went off a little bit, but Barry Bonds has got caught up in all this nonsense. And this is what the media does. They don't like you. They won't put you in. But. Roger Clemens start wagging his finger at those white people up there. And he told them he don't give a damn about it. He cussed these white people out. They haven't put his ass in either. Or Kurt Schilling because he was a Trump supporter. But my main thing is they never liked Barry Bonds. He's always been suspected of steroid use. Never been found. Um... So, um, um, so Barry Bonds has always been in the media. They never liked him. They've always treated him like dirt. Um, and, and the media has always had a problem with black men that didn't like them or black men, which they consider the uppity Negro. So people like Deion Sanders, the guy said, my name is Coach Deion. Deion Sanders told the guy, I'm not primetime. My name is Coach Deion. The guy said, okay, uh, primetime. And he just asked him. He got up and left. He asked him, stop calling me that. If you call Nick Saban, Coach Saban, call me Coach Deion or Coach Sanders. 
But see, the thing about it is when a black man start wagging his finger, they have a problem with it. So what I want to say, you know, as far as with the mainstream media and the plight of the black man and they how they play a part in is is when you do things in the media and, you know, you're um, kind of famous and it happens with these college kids as well. Like these guys were signing autographs for free tattoos. They're trying to make them ineligible in NCAA football. And the NCAA has had a problem with me. Everybody talks about, no, man, they get a free education. Free education don't help poor people, bro. These dudes come there to play football because they have to. They come there to play basketball because they have to. And I like what the NBA did, saying that you don't have to go to college. Excuse me, I'm washing my hands. They said you don't have to go to college. Excuse me, I'm sorry. They said you don't have to go to college. They said you don't. You can go to the G League, get a five hundred thousand dollar contract, so you can at least make some type of money. Because a lot of them dudes come from poor backgrounds. Not so much now, because um, a lot of times, you know, they're coming from somewhat middle class families. But a lot of them dudes, man, they grew up poor. So them taking money and them doing all type of things, and then when they get money, you know, it happens all the time. But Black men are the only ones that are demonized by the media. See, what happens with the media is they control everything. They control majority of everything. So when you're dealing with the media, you have to know. They're always going to make it seem like you're a bad person. You don't you don't even necessarily have to be a bad person, but you're always a bad person. They play a big part in America's view on black men. So essentially, like I said, getting back to Barry Bonds, he didn't get along with the media. And the sports writers are the ones that kind of get you in not kind of they do get you into the hall of fame i think you had to have like a, over 75 percent to get into the uh, baseball hall of fame um but he was 10 years on a ballot and he's lost his eligibility right at this moment so he'll never be able to get in um Marshawn Lynch is another one that the media didn't like. The guy said, I'm here, so I just don't get fined. And then one time he was saying, yeah. They asked him a question. Yeah. Did you do this? Yeah. So the media wants to be important because a lot of them media writers and dudes, they're sports rejects, man. They they can't play sports. So they figure they can write articles about black men that do play sports and demonize them it's the same thing that they're doing with antonio brown and listen antonio brown needs to conduct himself in a more professional way i always believe in being a professional no matter what you do but his little episode that he had with the bucks about three weeks ago 
I was not surprised when that happened. Um, and I think that he gets a bad rap because of his behavior. Oh no, man. Uh, well, he doesn't have, there's nothing mentally wrong with him. And I, like I said, man, check like that man can say he doesn't have mental issues. You won't know you have mental issues until you go get checked out. And I'm an advocate for that for black men. Go get your mental health. Always check out your mental health, man. No matter what, it could be stressing. You just thinking that you always got to be strong and that you can't be weak. It's not weak to go seek help from people, man. And that's one thing that black men walk around and have to deal with the weight of that. And a lot of our women aren't privy to it. Not that they don't care, but it's a perception that black men have. Like you can't, you can't cry. You can't do this. And I'm not saying you got to go around being all emotional. You have to be emotionally mature in order to deal with your, your, you know, all your emotions because we have emotions. We're not robots. The most emotion that we show is anger. That's our main emotion that they're supposed as men. You're supposed to show is, you know, Oh, you got to show your main emotion. You got to do this. You, gotta, you know, stop telling men what they're supposed to do and help them. They don't need you. Like a woman cannot tell a man how to be a man and it's vice versa. And I always say this, but somehow we're always, like I said, demonized. We're the villains. And it's like we walk around with that weight on our shoulders, especially these athletes have a lot of weight on their shoulders dealing with the media, dealing with their family members. And dealing with an array of, you know, stress, depression. And and a lot of these dudes is fighting depression, man. We don't know, man. Football, you take some major hits, but Antonio Brown, is something wrong with that Negro, man. And I'm not... Making fun of him. It's something really wrong with this dude and he needs help. And there's nothing wrong with that brother going out to seek help, man. But the biggest issue is it's who we're dealing with. You're dealing with white media members. Oh, then you can't question this such and such as character. They don't know you from a can of paint. But your character is always in question as a black man. He has questionable character. Your personal life always mixes in with the NFL now. But back in the 70s, a bunch of cokeheads. The 90s, a bunch of cokeheads, a bunch of steroid users. They didn't talk about football character back then. Now it's all about football character. They asked Des Bryant, was his mom uh, 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 uh a prostitute was his father the pimp his mom had him at 14 what type of question is that to ask someone in particular a black man they don't ask some white kids that question but like i'm saying man the media has a way of distorting reality so people always want to look at you like a thug they always look at you like this unless you're one of those negroes 
who is non-threatening to them. Like, you take Stephen A. Smith and his thing of him... His thing of him going hard at Kyrie, like Kyrie took his lunch or Kyrie took his woman. Like, we have to stop that. We have to stop these things, man, because as black men, we're all we got, man, along with our women. You know, Tim Hardaway, he's another one. That man should be in the Hall of Fame, especially if they put all these dudes in the basketball, the Naismith Hall of Fame. Tim Hardaway said something in 2006 or 2007. Going on 15 years, man. And this man hasn't sniffed the Hall of Fame because he made a mistake and said something. Now we have to forgive him. We take we say that America is the land of second chances, but it there's no second chance with a black man. Once you do one thing, you are demonized for the rest of your life. Y'all just look up what Tim Hardaway said in 2007. You know what I'm talking about. That man should be in the Hall of Fame, man. But instead, they got racist-ass Ty Cobb in the Hall of Fame. His, Him being a racist and him doing all those type of things that he did, none of those things came into question back then. Um, so I'm not so mad and I'm not so mad that, you know, because they control the media and it doesn't bother me. It's just what bothers me is. Are people soaking this in? Are our people like one of our one of these black women that's held and revered is Bell Hooks. And she dogged the Central Park Five and said they were doing a ritual when they when they so-called raped that white woman and they did not rape her. She never, all her republications of her book that she wrote. She never once apologized to those kids, man. And they were children. They had a whole Netflix series of how they see us, which proved that they were innocent. She never recanted what she said. Man, I'm, you know, it, it, it gets bad because we're trying to sit up here. And we got, like I said, we have to fight so many things on one front and it's stressful and it's hard, man. But like I said, only the strong persevere. Like, don't get too down. You just got to know how to play the game. And what I'm saying, the game is don't get overly emotional. You deal with things with your emotions intact. Don't be overly emotional dealing with these white supremacists. Be absolute and a matter of fact when you're talking to them. Because something, same thing happened to me today. They tried to play me and I had to put my foot down and let them know I'm not stupid. 
And it, they think that we have low intellect. They think that they're superior to us. And you can tell by the way they talk, their condescending tones. They do that a lot, man. Like I said, the media is just horrible. But the thing is, we don't control the media. So if we had more media, if we had more publications of our own, I think that it would be better because we can kind of control the narrative. See, right now we don't control the narrative. So what we do is we play the go along and get along game. And that's not what you want to play. Don't play that game with these people, man. They give you so much money. Well, you making all these million dollars a year and you can't get on TV and say these type of things or you can't play basketball because these white men are paying you all this money. And that's their thought process as if you're some type of slave to them. Why pay your salary so you can't kneel and all this other type of thing. And I'm going to do an episode because it's coming up on, you know, the Colin Kaepernick thing. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to go deep in depth into about that. That's going to be like an hour long show. I'm going to go deep in that show. But, and the media played a part in that. But Stephen A. Smith was saying something to Penny Hardaway. And Penny Hardaway was saying like, yo, y'all need to stop playing me, man. He said it. He was like, yo, y'all know that we're starting four freshmen. They're 17, 18, 19 year old kids. We're starting freshmen. We're trying to get them to be good young men. See, when it's a black coach, you're held to a higher standard than a white coach. You understand? So him cussing in front of the media, they had a problem with that. So Stephen F. Smith gets on TV. Listen, Penny Hardaway, don't do this. You're a black man. You can't afford to do this because you're black. You know how they're going to look at you and all this other type of thing. And, da, 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 da. and it was just a bunch of baloney. As Skip Bayless would say, a bunch of baloney, a bunch of nonsense that shouldn't have been said. But Stephen A. Smith is one who perpetuates this black male thug image. He perpetuates it because he's always trying to reprimand black men. He's always waving his finger at black men. But what I wanted, when I what I do want to talk about is the parallels. Like I'll talk about this. Penny Hardaway cussed on TV. He said, yo, man, y'all get me messed up. He said, y'all get me effed up sometimes. Which they do. They had him messed up. Like, they're talking about him. They're writing publications about him saying how stressed he is. He can't handle the job. He's not strong enough. And da-da-da-da. And he responded to it. And like I said, I'm not one of them people that can tell you how to... And, and that's what people want to do. Tell you how to, you should respond to what you perceive as disrespect. I can handle something in a certain way. That doesn't mean you're going to handle that in a certain type of way. And I don't expect you to because we're all human beings. We operate differently. We think differently. That's the beauty of being a human being. But even more so being a black man, I would never tell a black man how to react in those type of situations. He wasn't being nasty he wasn't being unprofessional he just let him, he just said stop playing with me he said y'all disrespect me and write things that that aren't true uh 
Um, so what I want to bring up is Coach Bobby Knight, and then I'll uh, get off of here because my phone is dying. But Coach Bobby Knight was this great, so-called great coach. One of the greatest coaches ever. Throwing chairs at ch- at kids, choking them, kicking them in their ass. And he only got fired. And he's revered for being over the top. And he told this black lady about this. And he said, well, they don't have a father, so somebody needs to put their foot in their ass. And I'm looking like, yo, how was he able to get away with this type of coaching and talking to people like that? How was he able to get away with it? Because you had a bunch of soft ass niggas that was around him and they allowed him to talk the way that he was talking. He should have never been able to do the things he did and get away with them. Throwing chairs at somebody. He choked one of the kids and then it it, it, it leaked out. So that's why they fired him. He was abusing kids and they never said anything. But Penny Hardaway, they reprimanding this, this man for, for just being a black man and a strong one at that. Because he's calling out the media's bullshit. Stephen A, oh, put the camera on me. Oh, da, 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 da. Penny, don't go out like And I'm like, yo, why is another grown man wagging his finger at a grown man? He's a he's a grown man. Stop trying to censor these people. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like I said, Bobby Knight was doing all type of things. He was never demonized by the media. The only reason why they kicked his ass out when he got fired is because it got leaked, but he was doing that shit for years and nobody said nothing. But a black coach could never got away with those type of things. So, you know, man, it's just... Well, and, you know, I just speak on the obvious. And then, you, like I said, man, when I get my ideas from looking at things and from hearing things. And another one I want to talk about, another one real quick. It's Russell Westbrook. One of the greatest players I've ever seen. The only problem with Russell Westbrook is he's not efficient. That's his biggest problem is efficiency. But when I seen Shannon Sharp get on TV and say he's not investing as much time as I am because this man wants to spend time with his family all I cared about is winning. I missed everything. And da, 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 da. So how do you think your children look at you now? Because, oh, I afforded y'all a nice life. No, brother. No, that's not that's not what you're supposed to say and do. He's questioning this man because this man. He's talking to this man as if he don't put the time or the work in. Because this guy said, and I don't think he's saying it like that. What I mean is, I don't think that he's saying it in a way that they're taking it. Like he was saying about 
winning a, a Super Bowl. He was just, I mean, a, a championship, you know, a, a finals, winning finals. He's basically saying, like, the sun going to shine tomorrow. All I care about is my kids and how they view me. And Russell Westbrook is another one they don't like because he doesn't kiss their ass or play their game. See, what they do is... They take these young kids and they try to train them in the media. They try to have some type of training. And when they do, they train you to be a a, a quiet Negro. They train you to be a quiet nigga. The kind of green mile type of Negro. And that's what they want. They want they want those type of people. They want that type of Negro, a Green Mile type of dude. And they want someone who will bow down to them and, and kiss their behinds. But Russell Westbrook does not do that. And and everything he says is under a microscope. And it's like, oh, shit, I got to be so calculated on what I say because anything I say is going to be taken out of context. But Shannon Sharp is on national TV acting like he knows Russell Westbrook. Oh, no, man, because if it was up, I wouldn't want you as a teammate. I would tell them to get you off the team because you don't want to win. And you, did you don't know what this man's desire is, bro, because he said winning the championship would not destroy his legacy winning the championship him not winning a championship is not going to tarnish his legacy but people like Shannon Sharp see what happens with them type of dudes is and he's one of them country niggas and it's not and like I said it's nothing wrong with my country folk I love my country folk my family most of my family is from down south and I'm not saying anything or disparaging down south people but when they're looking at these down south people a lot of them dudes that come from the type of background he came from him and his grandmom is eight of them in the shack or whatever it was they can control those type of dudes and like i said you should never be around messing up your money and doing crazy stuff but you don't have to be a bootlick or a kiss ass to do it. And he says a lot of good things. But to me, when it comes to certain people, and I think the reason why he talks about Russell Westbrook and the way he was talking about him that day. Um, is because of LeBron and, you know, LeBron brung Russell Westbrook there. They didn't they didn't trade for Russell Westbrook unless they ran that by LeBron. Russell Westbrook has never been an efficient player. Russell Westbrook takes a lot of shots. He misses a lot of shots. But you can never question that man's effort. I don't ever question his heart. He keeps going to the hole, whether he miss or not. He's playing at one speed all the time, man. And I don't have a problem with it. 
He's on my favorite team. But the thing about it is, I'm not that invested as a as a fan. I don't have that much investment into the Lakers. I don't own them. They don't know me. I don't have that much investment invested into them. Shannon Sharp is acting as if he's playing because he feels like, oh, Russell was wasting LeBron's last years. And he's not wasting anyone's last years. LeBron is wasting his last years. You know, one thing that gets me about Shannon Sharp, and he has this whole hypocrisy thing when it comes to LeBron. He says something about Dak Prescott like two years ago. He said, Dak Prescott is putting up all these numbers and they're empty calories because the team is losing. LeBron is putting up these MVP caliber numbers, but they're losing. He doesn't call them empty calories. He's doing the best thing that anybody in year 19 ever did. Yeah, because his team is bad. He's stat padding. And I don't have a problem with that. So, man, honestly, man, but the way that Shannon Sharp was talking about Russell Westbrook. It was disgusting to me because you don't know this man. You don't know his heart. And Skip Bayless, what he does is he's one of those media dudes that make shit up about a lot of black men. He he dogs LeBron James. Every little thing LeBron do. He's pick he he's picking over. Why is he cussing on TV? He's a, a role model. And listen, he's a grown man. These basketball players and these football players and these baseball players or any of these athletes are not your children. And that's what these sports writers act like. And, and the black ones in particular. The black athletes in particular are not your children. They are not kids. But Shannon Sharp was what he did with to me was just disgusting as a black man. I'm not getting on TV dogging another black man and questioning his desire when I don't know if he puts in the work. You you have no connection and no sources within that team to even say those type of things. You're going off what you think you know, and it's disgusting, bro. But another thing I want to talk about, the number one recruit in the country went to Jackson State, which is where uh, Deion Sanders coaches. So about maybe a month ago or a little, a little over a month, um, Travis Hunter, the number one recruit in the country, he was supposed to go to Florida State. He wound up going to Jackson State with Dion. And the white media had a whole problem with that because, you know, they got the boosters. The boosters are involved with this type of stuff. So, you know, they're trying to funnel money to these kids and do all this other type of thing. But no, you know, and I'm I'm applauding these kids that are going to HBCUs as far as when it comes to football. I have my problems with HBCUs, but 
when it comes to football and basketball, I think that they do need to get the best players. Because back in the back in the sixties and seventies, that's where they was getting them players from. They was getting them players from the HBCUs. They was a college pipeline. You know, being as though that you couldn't go to a all, being as though the rules of seg, it was a lot of segregation back then. So a lot of them kids came from, you know, those all black schools. You know, all them schools that really don't exist now. But now, you know, over the years with segregation being turned into integration, they um, they start recruiting, and you know, the white coaches are going sit in these black homes and tell the tell the family what they can do for the kid. And, and a lot of times, they was paying them people, man. And I don't think they should have got in trouble for that. I think the NCAA is a bunch of greedy motherfuckers. They make billion dollars a year, and that's why they have to start paying these kids in the next couple years. Those kids should be able to make money off their likeness. Reggie Reggie Bush should be giving back his Heisman. So, you know, it's a lot of stuff. And I, actually, I'm going to get into it, with, you know, with sports type of thing. And I'm going to dive deep in there. So the Colin Kaepernick thing is going to, like, tie into that. So... Travis Hunter committed to Jackson State. Man, when I tell you that these white... Media outlets were dogging this young man, this 17, 18-year-old kid. They're dogging him because he didn't want to go to Florida State. One of these dudes, Doug Gottlieb, Came off like a white supremacist. Oh man, he should have went to uh, Florida State because Jackson State doesn't have what Florida State has. They don't have somebody pumping a billion dollars and da 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 da. No, because y'all have a interest in that. See, if all our best college athletes stop going to these big five schools, is what they call them. These big name schools, these networks have interest in these schools because they bring them money. It's the TV money, it's the TV deal. That's why the white media was dogging Deion Sanders and talking about tampering and and, and Dabo Sweeney. Don't get me started on that white supremacist motherfucker. Like, don't get me started on his behind. But they have a vested interest in this because they grease them palms if they always get the best athletes because it generates more money so they're dogging this young man and Doug Gottlieb who used to be on ESPN he's on FS1 now well the radio state Fox uh, Sports Radio and oh no he should have went here he's dogging him and calling Dion all type of names then I realized they look up his past. He got arrested for stealing. He was supposed to be this college star. He got arrested for stealing. And he lost his, he almost lost his college career over. It. He should have lost his college career over it. But 
that's not mentioned. But you you dogging this kid because he didn't want to go to one of them them top them big five schools. So, like I said, man, you they don't even know this kid from a can of paint, but his character is being is coming into question. He's 18 years old because he didn't choose to go to Florida State. The media is the devil. They are vicious. And we have to have our own platforms, man. I, shout out to all the brothers that got their own platforms, all the brothers that's doing their thing and trying to build something. We need our own platforms, man. Like, they need to come to our platforms and do interviews. Stop going to these white media outlets that can twist your words. And there's a bunch of feminist propaganda going on there. And I got an episode coming for these black feminists, and I'm uh, I'm about to tear them up. So, man, I just wanted to talk about that. I love y'all. My family, peace and blessings, prosperity. I love y'all. I'm out.